Hi, my name's Rochelle Blau. I'm a recreational therapist, a certified dementia practitioner, a certified Alzheimer's disease and dementia care trainer, and most importantly, I am a very fulfilled senior living professional. I feel so fortunate when I go back and think about college or growing up and going through it with my own children right now, trying to find what you think you want to do for your whole life. We spend a lot of time at work. So for those of us, when we do get it right, we're pretty darn fortunate. I remember going to understanding play and leadership in games and other activities in college. My friends were going to accounting, they were going to engineering, um, and I just felt a little guilty, but I feel really happy that doing those different job inventories and learning about ourselves, I found the right field for me. As I began to try to find what I would be doing fresh out of college, I embarked on old school using a pen, going through the help wanted ads, and I began my first job as a activities therapist. And it was with individuals who were living with various uh, forms of dementia. It was extremely interesting, challenging, and I fell completely in love and found the most rewarding work I could ever have imagined. I'm sure for many of us, even like nursing, you find a niche. There's nurses who want to do ER. There's nurses who want to do, you know, pediatrics. There's nurses who do hospice. Um, same thing for us professionals in senior living. Some people are better suited for skilled nursing, rehab. Some people are better suited for independent living. Well, I felt so fortunate that my very first stab at what might be a right fit X hit hit the button on the nose. So I had my first job in what would have been back in the day called a special care unit with about 20 individuals with Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. And I served in a capacity giving leadership guidance and helping to create enriching and fulfilling days for them as they spent their day in our special care unit. And one of the things that I feel I captured pretty quickly and feel fortunate, sometimes I don't think any book, any, you know, certification, any curriculum can get some of the things that you just pick up with common sense. And I'm going to go ahead and give it the name called intuitive communication. And what I realized pretty quickly after probably six months of spending time with my seniors Annabelle and Edna and Foster and Vernon and Helen and all of these seniors who I spent each day with, when they were fixated, when they were ready to head out due to the nature of the changes in their brain, you know, the interpretation of events might include that they had to get home to meet their husband. And, you know, we had been given a little bit of training, try to redirect someone. I might, you know, have thought I was being pretty creative back then to ask them to help me set the table or talk to them a little bit. But one of the things I started to realize pretty quickly is it is not going to be something that happens, you know, sometimes it will be a pattern. If someone has the same question or fixation or concern 
now it's happened two, three, four, five days in a row, we know it's going to come. And so I think one of the best little nuggets of wisdom that I was so glad to experience early on is that in a sense, it becomes intuitive and preventative in reassurance that I knew Annabelle was going to be looking to go home to Leroy in the afternoon about 2.30. So lo and behold, knowing that pattern would be coming, I might have her involved trying to help with walking. I might have a plan. I might be able to respond in a proactive and preventative way about that concern with her, giving her guidance, support, trying to reminisce and ask her some questions to learn about her loved one. So my tip and thought as we start this very first podcast is to get in and do that deep, deep dive, know as much as we can about someone's social history. I think it's a good minimum best practice to know 10 to 15 critical honoring life-shaping facts about a senior that is in our care. I created what I call a resident social snapshot and in this tool basically it has the name of the senior down the left side, the apartment or suite that they reside in, the religion that they honor, occupation they held, and these are the most important buckets, things they like things they don't like, and how to help comfort them when they're upset. That has been an evolution of the 25 years in the field, different stops, but I have found this tool to be a real game changer in giving direct care staff and all of those who interface with seniors with cognitive challenges information that can make the difference of needing to use medication or not. So I hope that this little first episode gave you a little snippet of the types of things we'll be doing. I'm super excited to be bringing on various professionals, people who have shaped me to be uh, in love with the work I do, and people who I've been inspired by in caregiving roles, leadership roles, and everything in between. So don't miss out. And if you have an idea or would like to be interviewed on this podcast, feel free to send me a note at Rochelle Blau at Outlook.com. I would love to consider having you on the podcast. Have a great rest of your day in senior living.